Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, and Matt coming to you live from the Hive of Scum and Villainy here. Power 9 in Las Vegas. And despite the fact that we're in Las Vegas right now, I'm going full Wisconsin mode. I'm. Uh, your, your heart lies elsewhere. Your, yeah. Your thoughts are with your friends. <laughs> so as uh, we've, you know, thinly disguised a few of us are sports ball fans here. Sports and ball! You seem really antsy, I gotta say. I'm extremely antsy because we started the podcast recording at a normal time and... Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are in game one of the NLDS. And it's currently the top of the ninth inning. We're up uh, one run now because the Rockies in real time just scored a run. And I'm really afraid that I'm going to have a meltdown while recording this podcast. I'm, I'm going to have to take that phone away from you, I think. Yeah. yeah. Look, let's... This, is, this is a part of the deal, okay? I'm doing, I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> I have podcast. altered the deal. <laughs> Pray I don't alter it further. I think it's remarkable that we yeah. have managed to find the one Milwaukee Brewers fan in America. It, they, look, we don't leave the Wisconsin, one. okay? I, I, they don't let us leave do Wisconsin. You mean Brewers or baseball fan? Baseball. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, right? Milwaukee Brewers? I okay. did say Milwaukee Brewers. Well, typically they don't let us leave the state of Wisconsin. I'm just so. saying, how many baseball fans yeah. are there? There's what? there's oh, dozens well, that's of outside us. of like the East yeah, yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. Dozens of us. Dozens. dozens. <laughs> Literally tens of fans <laughs> care about this game. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough sports talk for right now, so I don't are you devolve sure? any you, further. You get it all rage. out of your system? I may need that restraining bolt. I'm yeah, just pass it on over. <laughs> it's a little damp. <laughs> Anyway, guys, we got a you know Legion stuff to talk about. That's it's more important. Josh, don't you turn that phone around. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, apologize ahead of time for any sudden outbursts in the meeting, middle of the uh, podcast. There may be some either extreme excitement profanity, or profanity. Uh, yeah. oh, well, well, we'll blank that out because we're going to try to keep this all ages. Yes. Anyway, before we you know get any further into the weeds. What's going on, guys? How you been? Hi. Hey, good. Good. <laughs> I'm going to be here for the full show this week, Yay, I promise. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Sorry. I know you all missed me. I missed uh-huh. your musk. <laughs> should we be roommates? We should we pun- get a place together? Pungent musk. Yeah? Is just, that, how, is that just, how that should work? Just don't build bunk beds. That's all I ask. <laughs> but well, we no. have so much more room for activities. Why yeah. would you build bunk beds? <laughs> or one, one bed. Uh-oh. Either that or, I mean, oh, no, or come on. on. <laughs> okay. I'm the big spoon. It's just got That's weird. All. Oh, boy. Weirdly interesting. Right. <laughs> Star Wars, right? That's what we're yeah, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, we start out with the Star Wars stuff. So uh, we got some pretty good Star Wars news uh, within the last, especially the last twenty four hours. But uh, another TV week, show that nobody cares about, I'm sure. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, uh, punch Matt, yourself in the face, please. Matt, what, what do you got for us here? Okay, so we'll start with what I'm anticipating is the least popular news, just based on everybody else's reaction. But Kathleen Kennedy has extended her contract for another three years. Mm. Hooray. As uh, president of Lucasfilm, so so whatever pictures she congratulations, has of, whatever pictures she has well of Bob Iger are really good. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, she's earned back four point six of the four point nine billion dollars that went into purchasing Lucasfilm. So I could have done. I that. think okay, but you did Star but Wars. You didn't. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, Star it's, Wars it's very is a license popular to print to hate money on her right now. So. <laughs> if you have uh, a Star Wars license that, and it fails. You fail. I mean, that's just quit. Okay. Well, unfortunately, cool. like uh, Roger Goodell, just because you know you're successful doesn't necessarily mean you're doing the right thing for the exactly. franchise. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody could make money with the Star Wars license. And yet, here we are. Ugh. Well, so you know, moving we, on to other news, we, we take the good with the bad. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> just stop firing good directors. What? Kathleen Kennedy, stop firing good directors. Ah. I know, right? <laughs> Matt, do you want the restraining bolt? <laughs> Can I bludgeon myself to death with it? But anyways, <laughs> sailing on. Uh, okay, so Star Wars. I think yeah. everybody's heard The Mandalorian. But, yes. Uh, yes. The, the Mandalorian is the now-named series that Jon Favreau is going to be working on. 
I am so stoked for this. This is super cool. So this is what he put up on his Twitter page the other day. It's, uh, after the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. Ooh. Dude, that sounds dope. <laughs> so, it sounds Wild West. Yeah, it does, it and that's my favorite Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, like I'm, I'm. I love Wild West Star Wars. I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm, I mean that's kind of really what what it was to begin with, though. It was kind of yeah. like a spaghetti western set in space. Exactly, and I'm super excited for that. Uh, you did. Uh, you found out some more news on it though that you were telling me about. So this is kind of cool. So they they the StarWars.com page because I followed on Facebook. Of course you. They uh, put out the first image, of course, uh-huh. which. Shows Boba Fett in all his glory. Is That's it Boba, Boba Fett? Fett? It's just Mandalorian. That's, I'm sorry. It's just a Mandalorian. It is a Mandalorian. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is. Yeah. He's resplendent with with all sorts of uh, spectacularness. We'll put it that way. He just looks awesome. It, it, okay, you're right. It is not Boba Fett. It yeah, is, no. Good, no. Different helmet, different yeah, yeah. armor. I, I'm yeah. sure this the gun he has following his back is pretty neat. Though. I am hopeful that we will finally have this series explore what happened to Boba Fett, though, whether he actually died or he survived. And put that to rest for once because it's in the right time frame. He could be still be running around the galaxy, maybe not as Boba Fett, but true. Well, the they announced the list of a few of the directors who have already been confirmed to be doing episodes for this, and uh, some of these may sound familiar. Uh, Deborah Chow, who was, I guess, one of the directors for some episodes of Jessica Jones. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Rick Famuyawa, Iwa, who is uh, director from Dope. I'm not, I don't, familiar, with not that. familiar with that one. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Surprising. Oh. Yeah. Which like, she's going to wear had, heels the entire time. Has she, <laughs> has she directed before? Not that I know of. Uh, it was a Soulmates. So I'm not sure what Soulmates I, is, but. In, yeah. I mean, she may have directed. Are you IMDBing that right yes, now? Yes, I am. Actually. Okay, cool. Okay. Who else we got? But I mean, she's she's been a pretty well known actress for a while, and I mean, gee, Ron if Howard, your dad's Opie, I think you might be able to get some directing tips from him. Right. Exactly. So I, you know, you know since he replaced one of those fired directors. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, because the last the but last that, product that's that, cool. a, that well, a Howard well, directed did so great. Solo was good. Come Solo on now. Good. We're not. Anyways, we're, yeah. We're gonna keep defending that one. Yeah. Solo was amazing. Anyway, and. Uh, Taika Waititi. I'm so hyped for that. Super stoked about I, that. I hope he does a bunch of episodes and they're all fantastic. And somehow he gets uh, his, uh, was it, Korg? His rock monster <laughs> persona in yeah. there. So yeah, for those guys who aren't, Force ghosts. aren't familiar with his name, you're probably more familiar with his uh, his resume. Yeah. He was uh, the director of both Thor Ragnarok and What We Do in the Shadows. And uh, actually starred in, well. One started, of the, yeah, yeah. Well, he was in both with, of those as with well. With Flight of the Concords, yeah. Um, but I mean, if you haven't seen, I mean, everyone's I think pretty much seen Thor Ragnarok. If I you haven't so. seen what you do, in the, what we do in the shadows, it is phenomenal. It's hilarious. It's it's a for uh, a low budget, you know, mockumentary type. Yeah, thing. it's like a, a mockumentary about a group of vampires who live together in New Zealand. In New Zealand, <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's it a is. different. It's an offbeat kind of humor. Like it's you, perfect for Spooktober now, and true. Uh, I yeah. think it was uh, last I saw it. It was uh, streamable on Amazon Prime. So I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't have that these days? <laughs> Prime citizens, please attend right. your Prime meals. <laughs> but it's it's. I mean, one of those movies where it's not overly scary, um, but it's got some elements of horror in it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's hilarious. Well, it's over-the-top gore. It's kind of like Bruce Campbell yeah. gore. Just blood shooting everywhere. Sure. But it is it is a hilarious Maybe not movie. for the smallest children, but uh, <laughs> overall, very funny. But uh, yeah, so he's going to be doing So he's doing an episode, directing. which, okay. man, I hope it's more than one episode. I do, too. Because I, mean, I really like like his stylistic he, choices he uses. He's so hot right now. Yeah, he, he really is. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so hot right now. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you find... Any uh, credits on none? No, Has no, okay. no, no directing credits that I could find. Um, but okay. So yeah, Still. and of course the EP credits: uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, um, oh sure, Kathleen Kennedy, and Colin yep. Wilson. Cool. So yeah, so nice. I'm excited to see more do information. You, on do this. you know what this means? What does so this mean? much more Mandalorian source material is going to be coming our way over the next few years, including. I'm sure an entire Mandalorian faction for Star Wars Legion and X-Wing. God, I hope so. Yeah. I, I hope that's, that's <laughs> what be this nice. ends up meaning. That'd be nice. Yeah. So cool. what What of the Mandalorian history has not been retconned? Like, Define. Was, okay, so the stuff from like Knights of the Old Republic. 
Was yeah, that stuff retconned? I think that's still semi-canon. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm it's, not it's, sure. Well, uh, you mean like dumped from the the EU, like from like Old canon, Republic? Basically? You know, yeah. do they have Basilisk war droids and all that kind of stuff? I don't. Around? I don't know if any of those games were ever really considered canon to begin with. There was a tier back in the yeah. day, and it was like it was like films, then books, then comics, then video games, or something yeah. like but, that. But yeah. those, I mean, those those are set like what ten thousand years yeah, prior. So it doesn't really matter. Sure. A New Hope. So, but, there, but there's the, not what a whole we do lot have of, yeah. of the Mandalorians now is what exists in Clone Wars mm-hmm. mostly and Rebels and a, and a little bit of Rebels. Well, yeah, absolutely. With yeah. The, House, House Bizla and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. So, because in in Kotar they did explore quite a bit with the Mandalorians. Yes. So we know that they existed back then. Right. Right. They've yeah. been around for a long more, time. More in, more in Knights of the Old Republic two than. Yeah. first one but, it was yeah. a very different one from what we saw when like maul and you know satine and all those guys were running around on mandalore it was more of a confederation of like like-minded tribes yeah tribal, tribal. but yeah. you can you don't have to be any particular race you can if you're worthy you know you can join our tribe and you can be a mandalorian okay so within legion if we were expecting maybe to see them at some point um do you think that they're gonna be you said you think they'll be their own faction i would love to see them Absolutely. as their own faction I don't know um, if Basilisk war droids are no, probably old, not that kind old. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they'd be awesome. But I mean, Imperial super commandos, sure, uh, Gar Saxon, mm-hmm. all these kind of guys that could definitely uh, the Wrens mm-hmm. could be running around, and I'm sure we could throw in some vehicles to you know spice it up, and I'm sure we'll be getting tons of that right uh, in concept art and uh, episodes coming up for the show. So. Nice. Well, I, I think I'm totally fingers crossed for that. Yeah, that's, that's it's one of the I don't know most promising things I've seen. Yeah, Star Wars related. Very you know. exciting. Yeah, I, I, I was hesitant on Solo before it came out, and mm-hmm. I really liked it. You know what mm-hmm. they ended up doing with it, but I, I wasn't as optimistic as I am with with the Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I think they've got some good names attached to the project, so. I, yeah, high hopes, high hopes. Josh, I know you're ecstatic and wonderful. Oh, I am. I, I yep, think it's awesome. It. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> I never just, know with you, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, this is something I'm totally on board with. Got to feel the temperature with. of the room. I mean, you know? I mean John, John's seen my office at work. How many Boba Fett's are in there? Uh, a lot of Boba Fett's. Yeah, like twenty. Yeah. So none of them are anatomically correct, though. Either. No, no, it's all bobbleheads and mighty mugs <laughs> and, and and all that kind of One stuff. One of them looks like he's like juiced out of his mind. Right. The other one's got like a giant head. Yeah. I, when, when you said anatomically correct, I thought. You meant like like Ken doll or something? Because <laughs> like, he what checks. Kind of well, stuff have, he checks. He putting up there. Do we have we ever confirmed how well endowed Boba Fett really is? <laughs> well, hopefully and, the series will explore it more for us. <laughs> have they mentioned a network that this is going to be on yet, or is it on a streaming? Oh, service it's going to be or... on the Disney streaming service okay. for sure. I think this is going to be their flagship thing. Like, hey, guess what, guys? You want to watch this badass show? Sure. Give us our $8 or whatever. Well, hopefully it works out better than it did for CBS and uh, Star Trek Discovery. What? I'm going to go back and watch one of these days. What is this? CBS, the streaming service. You can only watch the new Star Trek show on there. Is this news? So streaming service is basically... (laughs) Well, you combine uh, combine, like Star Trek, which is a a franchise I'm relatively unfamiliar with, with CBS, which is... uh, Are they still doing like Matlock? I had to show him how to find sports games on Reddit today. So let's uh, let's cut him some slack. Okay. It's there's okay, layer, honey. There's layers fine. of confusion. We've got layers to build you up to this. Me. Okay. Wheels within wheels here. <laughs> I just didn't know CBS was doing anything outside of, like, I don't know, Matt Failing? Lockett, Murphy, Brown, and, like, recreate. No, they're still doing that. I mean, I, I'm sure that's what the TV lineup in Wisconsin is, but... <laughs> Um, have the you... rest of us left behind the early '90s. I only I only know this just because of like my own just research. Uh, they're bringing back. They brought back Magnum PI. They brought back yeah, Murphy Brown. They, they're bringing back shows that MacGyver. nobody's cared about. Magnum since the 90s. PI. Never I'm just left. waiting for them to like dust off Jane Seymour and bring back Doctor Quinn Medicine. <laughs> Touched by an my angel. wife would be so excited for that. <laughs> oh my mom! That and Little House on the Prairie. Oh my god! I I will never forget my childhood. The, the Sunday night lineup of Touched by an Angel followed by Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. It was oh a staple god. of the Argentine household in like yeah, 1992-93. Why you're so wholesome? <laughs> Got a score update, John? I don't want to talk about it. Uh-oh. It's two two. <laughs> And I, they're blowing the lead. They're blowing it. They did blow the lead. They they have blown the lead. Now I'm just worried about them losing the you game. You blew it. 
Thanks for bringing it up, though, because I no honestly, worries. I had turned my phone upside down because like, I don't want to look at this right now. What, what's okay. the step beyond derailed? It's like we're 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 not side quested and derailed. We're we're, we're way off in the weeds. Yeah, so we're, we're table yeah. flipped. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, something along the lines of that. I'm, this is this is basically turned into a game of Skyrim where you've got to save the realm, but you spend <laughs> the next twenty hours picking flowers. <laughs> hey yeah. guys, remember Legion? <laughs> what's Legion? Okay, so uh, there anything else we want to say there for the Mandalorians? No, no, I think the okay. I think that about covers it. I'm okay. going to be we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be talking about it more as details come out for this it. This is already the longest news segment we've ever done. Yeah, I know. Right? And I've got another one oh, for Oh boy. You. Okay. So actually I got uh, turned on to this story by our sister cast, our affiliate cast over at uh, Radio Free Tatooine. They were talking about it this week and I went and dug up the article, but uh, uh, an interesting study out of the University of Southern California a research fellow, Martin Bay, basically went through and looked at uh, the Twitter, Twitter uh, chat logs for, that, for, that surrounded The Last Jedi, and specifically uh, over 1,200 tweets that were uh, sent at director Ryan Johnson, and he parsed all those negative ones, basically broke them down, analyzed the language, looked at their previous posts and all that, and fully 50.9% of them could be traced back to uh, outright trolls, political agendas, and Russian botnets. So, I like how you say them like they're mutually exclusive. In, I mean, well, okay, in Soviet yeah. Russia, <laughs> film reviews you. Yeah, right, right. But uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. So uh, he he goes on to explain in his paper that basically he was the so the people that obviously didn't care about the movie was Star Wars. They were just there to propagate their political messages. And uh, especially with the botnet, supporting extreme right-wing causes and the discrimination of gender, race, and sexuality. Obviously, Star Wars is not the only target here. They have a, that, and this is part of the reason they were able to trace it back to uh, all the way back to the presidential elections. But uh, Bay says that the likely objective was to increase media coverage of fandom conflict, thereby adding to further uh, to and further propagating a narrative of widespread discord and dysfunction in American society. See, John, when you knock the last Jedi, you're with the Russian trolls. That's that's it, man. That's that's <laughs> lesson to be taken. Home. See how that is? How does it feel, man? How does it feel to be a tool of Vladimir Putin? Well, I mean, clearly there was people that still <laughs> had issues with the film, but there's over fifty percent of the ones that were targeting at Ryan Johnson were. Shown to be what fraudulent, I, at, at least trollish in, in nature. Well, how many? It how many didn't care? Did, did they do a? Did they do a review of Kelly Marie Trans? Because uh, well, holy I mean, hell. They, I think <laughs> yeah. that was all deleted. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, true. I mean, but, uh, interesting. I stuff. don't think it's. I don't. I, I don't want to get like too far into the weeds as far it, as like uh, yeah, arguing again, the before social we go implications super political of it. And all that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I try to avoid doing that as much as possible, but I don't think you necessarily have to be a Russian bot to dislike the movie and recognize. No, absolutely that not. Yeah, uh, it's were... just kind of funny that they would find it interesting enough to mess with American society, and this is one of the avenues they picked with Star Wars. I mean, arguably one of the biggest franchises out there, so people care about it. Sure. And if they're trying to sow dissension and upset people, I guess that is one of the places you would go. But why wouldn't they have done that with something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I mean, who says they haven't? Uh, this is just particularly dealing with Star Wars, but sure. they did say that there was a list of things that they were like, oh, F this thing, and F this other thing, and, you know. And I, I think, I mean, if you're looking at driving a social wedge, there have been things that in The Last Jedi that it was kind of clear that Disney was trying to be more socially forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in and of itself is there are people out there that that's just going to rub the wrong way. Yeah, if and John said then, he wanted to fire Kathleen Kennedy over that. I did say that. If, if, and I don't, and right. I don't so, change my mind. I mean, if, if, if you can then, from a, from, a, you know, from a Russian perspective, stoke that, even mm-hmm. further sure. to cause an even further drive of that wedge, you know it, it's 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 seeing what's an issue and then working to exacerbate that issue to to get, take it up to eleven. But apparently, sure. this is being used, and there's a Senate, Senate committee that's uh, been dealing with this since the presidential election. It's just kind of like adding more data to their repository, I guess, of all this kind of foreign meddling. There's the Senate committee investigating Russian trolling of Star Wars. I mean, it, it's in, all it, in it addition all goes to everything into, else. It, it yeah. all goes into counter uh, counterintelligence and, and social sure. engineering. I just yeah. you know, <laughs> inter- interference in American daily life by Russian bot farms and stuff like that. I just want to know who the senator is who's going to be in charge of that is. 
And will he please start his grand first, moth, his first yeah. grand hearing by starting with, <laughs> I am the Senate. I am, I the, am Senate. the Senate. Thank you. <laughs> that's Good. how that needs to Good. start. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I think that pretty much wraps. That's enough news for this. That's one, enough Star Wars news. Okay. Since, you know, other you know outlets don't want to give us any news regarding their game. But it's kind of a big ask. Yeah. You know? But that is minute. actually kind of interesting. I was thinking about this today. It's like before we had so many things in the pipeline. Uh, I mean, now at this point, we've got Wookiees and Chewie. Yep. Palp and guards and the and, and the emplacement weapon and the specialists and, and, and that's about it. And, well, specialists, sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, considering what we've had in the pipeline leading up to this, yeah. um, there was a lot to talk about and a lot to speculate on, and now that's really slowed down a little bit. It was and nice it, when they they you know kind of released news on a you know regular regular basis, basis. as opposed to just like throttling everything at us at what was it uh, Gen Con right. Yeah. Just unleashing all of this news sure. and then just and staying making, quiet yeah. about it. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting from a community perspective to see how all of the content creators, us, other podcasts, blogs, once all of that stuff kind of starts slowing down and yeah. everything kind of normalizes. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I think you see that with any any game that comes out. There's a big push of stuff. Yeah, that for the first initial, year, sure. And then it kind of settles down into a more reliable rhythm. You That's know, basically what, what we are heard what are too. all of the producers going to start and content creators going to start talking about after there's not a bunch of units to do unit analyses on and, sure. and, and stat analyses and how to paint this and and you know what happens a year down the road for all of these content creators. But uh, just to address something John said, but if you did not come to Gen Con with like a whole slew of things to announce, yeah. People would be ri- Josh right. would be rioting in the streets and just uh, so FMG, you can't do this. So it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, in the meantime, we're just gonna have to uh, be happy with what we have so far and play the game as you know everyone else is, as so, God intended. Yeah, exactly. God so, being Alex Davy. Oh, okay. There you go. Speaking of which, God, please talk to us. Yeah, please respond to our emails so we can. Please, yeah. It's it's. Are you there, God? It's I, me, Josh. Okay. For some uh, for some reason, I thought for sure you were asking for divine intervention here. But well, I am. We are. You're, you're, do you email God? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I I emailed Legion God oh, okay. a little while All back. Right. Now it makes more yeah. sense. Are you Irish? No. That, that's probably why he's not communicating with you. Because according to Braveheart, the only person fit to you know communicate with God is an Irishman. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Getting back to uh, Star Wars, so. That historically accurate, right? Very <laughs> that character. dramatic yeah. piece, yes. Um, so, uh, Matt, you got a game in on Twitch this past week, correct? Yeah, we, we streamed. Uh, God, it had been a, been a minute since I played a game, so luckily I conned one of the guys here locally to sit down and play with me on Friday night for our Twitch game, and uh, it was nice. It felt good. Uh, I st- stuck with the Rebels because he wanted to play Empire because Boba, of course, had just come out, and... Uh, but uh, his list looks something like Veers and Boba, uh, some bikes, a bunch of DLT Stormtroopers, Scout Sniper team, and then uh, a Scout Sonic team. So that huh. was, uh, it was really interesting. Uh, I, I went into the episode saying, okay, I kind of whipped this list together, and uh, I was a little down on it. I was actually kind of surprised how it ended up uh, performing, so that was, that was cool. But uh, my list was Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Force reflexes on Luke, fleet troopers with the full upgrades and scatter gunner, uh, rebel troopers uh, times two with an extra rebel trooper, a rebel commando squad with duck and cover, no other upgrades for heavy weapons or anything. I just want to play around with their surges and their A280s. And then three ATRTs with rotary blasters. Nice. And uh, I was like, oh, it's only nine activations. You know, this is probably going to be. And it turned out Gavin had nine activations also, so it ended up being a really uh, good game. But uh, we played clear condition uh, with uh, long march and then intercept the transmissions. So we were set up long ways uh, across the table with the, the three uh, transmission places in the in the middle. And it ended up being really close at the end. He got an early lead at the end of epi- uh, episode uh, round two and uh, it went up two to one. And he was able to maintain that at the end of the fourth round. It was four to, uh, four to two. But I had cleared out enough of his stuff and sent Luke. Luke was a champ, man. I I hadn't played Luke and Han together. 
and uh, I forgot how much work that man can do. Yeah. So he's he's mobile enough. Uh, he went and chopped the crap out of uh, Boba Fett, and uh, that was that was pretty cool. He didn't get the whipcord on him. He did get the whipcord on him, okay. and he had like one wound left on him. And I'm trying to remember. I think just one of uh, my commando team finished him off. If okay. only he so. had a lone rebel trooper to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah, that'd have been good. But uh, it, it came down to it where uh, he basically only had his. Uh, holding on to the objective on his side of the board from the on the long house and then I was taking the two and that would have tied it up to bring it to uh, victory points and I think I would have won that but he unfortunately with the order of activation that we pulled I had like one you know Sergeant Skippy left in a squad that was going to contest or claim the the first objective that he was able to get off and uh, kill him so I couldn't claim both objectives, so he ended up winning. Oh, but uh, wah, otherwise, wah, wah. yeah, no. But it was it, like it, a being, close it game was game. a yeah. really good game. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I learned to fear and respect the scout trooper, especially when you've got Han Solo, who doesn't want to take round after round to the head. So, <laughs> so the sniper teams were pretty effective. You think? Yes, uh, just being able to say, okay, I'm going to ignore one level of your cover, and you don't get to save against that. You know. Sure, you might be lucky, but Hypersonic says, or, or Pierce says, that uh, we don't care about that. So my traditional, you know, hiding behind cover and putting dodge tokens, I had to break line of sight completely. And the way he had it stationed, it was like up on top of a tower, so he could see down really easy, but I couldn't get guys close enough really to see up and see the models back. So it was kind of, it was really good positioning by him, and they ended up doing a lot of work that game. So... Do you think that you're going to see more play from sniper teams from the Imperial side than from the Rebel side? Just because of the, Re- the Rebel propensity to take more hero characters? Could be. Uh, I mean, overall, they're still relatively cheap, so I could definitely... It, just putting one in your list, I think, is a really good counter tech, especially if there's other snipers. Hey, if you can use your snipers to take out their snipers, then, hey, that, I think that's a good investment. Um, you said he had bombers? Too? Yeah. Oh, how, yeah. How, how'd the bombers work? They they did really well, actually. So he ran them up real fast to uh, basically mine the crap out of the secondary objective and ended up blowing up. And I'm trying to remember what he took out. I think he put a bunch of wounds on uh, Han. I'd have to go back and watch the video now. But uh, I just remember having to work around that. And I had my fleet troopers coming up the side, and I wanted them to go take that objective. But because it was mined so heavily, he had two out there at one point, and and then he was basically hiding his... uh, I'd gotten some damage on his scout troops, and then he was keeping the rest out of line of sight and just daring me to go take Mm -hmm. it. And I was like, ah, okay. So I had to go the long way around, and I ended up drawing fire from everything else. And it just, it was, uh, if if I was to have made a mistake in that game, it was letting the scouts get set up and putting their minds out, because that completely changed the flow of that game. And especially with the long march, the way it ended up being, uh, he controlled that area of denial in the middle of the board. It was just wretched to play against. <laughs> well, yeah, with Long March, I mean, he's getting that advanced movement before, like, yeah. right after setup anyway. Yeah. So he's already getting that, that jump on getting the center mm-hmm. and being able to hold down the defenses like that, the objectives. That, you know, that battlefield scenario probably played into his favor a lot more. Yeah, it was definitely kind of an optimal setup for him, but it still it worked really well, and I was really impressed. But uh, overall, very, very fun game. Did your ATRTs do a lot of work? They did okay. Uh, not not horrible. I mean, I think the first time I freaking rolled off with one, I ended up getting one hit with the uh, five black dice and, and went away to cover. And I was just, yep, 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 there's black dice. That never happens. What are you talking about? Yeah, not to you. Your black <laughs> dice love you. That's true. Uh, but overall, they did okay. Um, I sent one against the bike squad and it did all right ended up putting two wounds on one of the bikes and i was like yep there it is and then they of course blasted the crap out of it and (laughs) yeah it was bad but fun game overall nice all right well we're gonna take 10 would recommend yeah (laughs) (laughs) well uh we're gonna take a quick break here coming up we're going to take a look at some of the uh new ways to use narrative within star wars legion Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tatooine. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. 
For more, visit RadioFreeTattooing.com, a proud member of the Radio Free Tattooing Podcast Network. You're listening to the Legion Outriders Podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. John, Josh, and Matt. And um, we got some stuff to talk about with narrative. So, with Star Wars Legion, kind of, you know... Not stagnant, but we haven't seen a whole lot of change within the, the competitive play. Um, we, we want to try to find a ways to incorporate some narrative into the gameplay. Um, at least I do, because I'm kind of a nerd like that. <laughs> like, I like to actually have my own characters and build story and, you know, develop your army. Now, what exactly do you mean by narrative? Because I think if you look at a lot of, like, the Blue Me- Operation Blue Metal and a lot of the organized play stuff that yeah. they're doing, there's a narrative component to a lot of that, because the yeah. missions branch based off of which way they go, but those are very set scenarios. So what exactly do you mean by by narrative? Are you talking about something that's 800-point games only? No, not at all. Just So just trying to find ways to incorporate like a creative way of telling a story or even recreating some historical battles. So Historical. Well, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It was a long, long ago in a galaxy uh, far, far away. You're so, right. Sure. You know, unless there's some weird <laughs> bend in the space-time continuum, chronologically, it is historical. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to nerd, nerd out about that. Thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> well, if you recalibrate the actual facts, dish, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing we we're talking about doing for an event here at Power Nine is we were looking at recreating the Battle of Hoth. Yes. So Matt, you've kind of been instrumental in organizing the setup for this. What are your, your what do we have planned so far? Okay, so we're we're kind of sketching the outlines, and actually, we'll probably use this as part of a brainstorming session for it. But the idea is we want to have a nice. Uh, Apocalypse-sized battle for Legion. Uh, apocalypse battles for those that you don't uh, that don't know or haven't played 40k and that kind of is basically you bring all your toys, you throw them on the table, and you have a giant game with a bunch of other people and like thousands of points of dudes on the table and just maximum carnage and mayhem and everything's dying and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, literally it's, where you just like pick up all of your troops at one time and yeah, just put them back in the case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but because we're going to try to do a Battle of Hoth thing, we're going to try to limit it to uh, characters and units that would be represented there. So obviously, snow troopers are going to be good. Vader, uh, Leia, Han, etc. I'm looking forward to the uh, both of the emplacements, the the E-Web and the 1.4D, because they are both featured. Uh, in I feel Empire like this is going to have a yeah. role. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, what we're going to do is uh, set up a series of different uh, victory conditions for uh, each of the players. So uh, the Empire, uh, and, and also the board is going to be broken up basically into two segments. There's going to be the big fields out in the uh, snow and the tundra and all that uh, for the, the main army approach. And then we actually have one of the guys here who has a uh, MDF kind of modular corridor set up. So we're going to try to represent Echo Base with that. So we'll have more of the characters running around there and then Vader and the troops inside trying to chase them down and keep them from escaping on the Falcon. So that'll be one of the, the goals is the Rebels to hold out for all six turns and able to evacuate the base. Uh, the Imperials will have uh, like shield generators that they have to go blow up first to be able to access more troops into the base, that kind of thing. So it's going to be like a battle of two fronts almost. Yes, You're going to exactly. have the, the main trench warfare and then of course this like almost uh, yeah. like hallway kind of battle thing Right, right. Run and gun. Uh, okay. So we'll probably split the players depending on how the, how many are working with it. So, hey, if you want to come down uh, to the, the store in December, we'll, we'll have uh, availability for you. Yeah, but, bring, uh, your, bring your toys. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, like, uh, you can even have, hey, a use for the airspeeders. They can go out and try to take down some ATSTs or something like that. Because, obviously, there's going to be AT-ATs. Uh, one of the suggestions you had was to simulate, like, having an AT-AT on the board, just having, like, extra command cards for bombardments and things like yeah. that. Yeah, you, you need some off-board artillery yeah. so, in yeah, this case. Not having, not right? having AT-ATs or any kind of or- orbital bombardments is like having a recreation of the Battle of Midway with no aircraft carriers. Like, <laughs> you, you, well, and, and, and honestly, you know, if you're going to do something like this, 
that scenario, if you don't have some sort of constant off-board bombardment, mm-hmm. is heavily going to favor the rebels because they will be dug in. Exactly, yeah, they'll be yeah. in trenches. They'll be Oh, they're going to be outgunned. Definitely, we're going to... Right. Yeah. But, I mean, to be able to dig them out, because they're going to get cover too constantly, mm-hmm. you're going to need some sort of off-board artillery that has blast, that ignores cover... To be able to root some of them out. Those mortar kind launchers of, are going to be great. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> mortar launchers. Mortar launchers, yeah. sure. Um, so one, one of the ways we were, talk, we were thinking about incorporating that would be to simulate the presence of ATATs, kind of like use the coordinated bombardment, like uh, you know, like the ability that Leia has, mm-hmm. but having that be a every turn thing, simulating that the ATATs are able to, you know, to put, put fire, fire on the rebel sure. bases. Um, and, and I, you know, short of having the actual models on there and, you know, obviously having them engaging with the, the airspeeders is a pivotal thing, but I feel like having the ATSTs, you I know, think one of the guys has off. like one of those popcorn bucket ones from Disney that uh, he's converted up. It'd be kind of cool to put that as an objective and it, it's static on the board. It's not actually doing mm-hmm. anything, but if you can get your speeders to do like a couple passes around it, you can destroy it and then get rid of the, or maybe you reduce it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I'd, I'd like to do that. Um, and then, of course, you know, we could use some as terrain as well. Sure. Because I feel like that just makes, you know, the oh, atmosphere yeah. that much better. Oh, yeah. Um, now, we'll have to use a, a larger table, obviously, right. because you're not going to be able to simulate all of those things. Um, so we're thinking about doing what, like a... Either two uh, six by six, other? yeah, basically, uh, and then having like a, a quarter of the board taken up by Echo Base. But basically, we just want to have a, a large enough play field for the Imperials do have to, you know, close with a base and do Is all that Six turns kind of can be enough to get there? Uh, we might do like a sample game beforehand. I, I think, um, yeah. But I think no, it, so... The amount of real estate you're talking, right. uh, you know, just to get, just doing moves across uh, the length of six feet. So to start you know, the, the base moves, invasion, you know. I think it's going to be, okay, here's the generators. You can probably blow them up on turn one or two, and then the bases open up, the shuttle comes down, Vader and troopers storm the base, and that's when the second part of the battle starts. Uh, so you don't really have to make it all the way across, but uh, for that scenario. Have you ever played any like corridor-based games like that? I've played a bit of Infinity in the past, and that's okay. uh, heavily terrain dependent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. It, but it is very 3D, though. It is. Whereas yeah, I think sure. with this, it's going to be more like a 2D. Yeah, unless we have like a hangar area where the Falcon is. Or, ooh, we should see if somebody's got a Falcon we could put in there, too. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, with me playing Horus Heresy or 30K, um, one of the, the game modes that is really popular is called the Zone Mortalis. Okay. And Zone Mortalis is basically simulating shipboarding actions. And there, I would say it would be very similar to what you'd be looking at doing with, with an Echo Base. Sure. And they're a lot of fun. Um, a lot of it is planning out, like, you know, movement. Standby actions would be huge because you want to imagine, like, what are going to be the choke points? You know, what yeah. halls are going to lead to, you know. All those bicycle helmets just quivering with anticipation. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm as much as I'm looking forward to the actual, like, you know, trench warfare of the Battle of Hoth, I think getting you know a couple of units of, of fleet troopers out there, um, you know, hitting some hallway choke points and having Vader get in there up close and oh, working yeah. his magic, <laughs> I think that might be the most exciting part. Do, of you, this. Well, do you want to play the Vader? There's somebody out there. Yeah. Yes, uh, there's somebody out there making a Carillion blockade runner map. Oh crap! Um, yeah. they're, they're crafting multiple floors uh, because there's you know there's multiple decks on that sure. ship. Um, that would be really cool if you're doing like a, a scenario-based thing to just limit it to four units: Leia, yeah. fleet troopers, stormtroopers, Vader. That's it. I think maybe a couple units of, of yeah. stormtroopers, a couple units of fleet troopers, or you just want to do yeah, just one unit. Just well, no, no, no. I'm not saying one unit. Of oh, okay. it. just you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, those yeah, are yeah. the that's limit the roster you have to choose from. Are just those units. I wonder if they'll have a three. You know, well, we'll probably have Astromex here soon because yeah, of the but uh, special. You attack. can't. You can't bring. You know. F- you know. You, you walk down the hallway and oh, oh hell, there's an ATRT. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we kept this in storage, Princess. Right. Yeah. Well, unless you walk into the Spin wrong hangar. Guns. Yeah. Well, I, but I mean, even then, I mean, you're not going to just have an ATRT hanging out to you know. Wait, have you played Force Unleashed? <laughs> Wasn't that a thing? <laughs> You walk into the hangar and listen to a bunch of ATS. <laughs> I know, I know. But still, I, I, 
The contempt right. on this man's face I hope the right Brewers now. Lose. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> wow. Dirty. As he as he looks towards his phone, they probably yeah. did. So they, no, I yeah. don't know. But um, hello, future people. They probably lost. But yeah. you know, I mean, having something that's scenario based that also restricts the units that are available yeah. to be used. Now, you talked a little bit about it for the, sure. for the Hoth thing, but I mean, that's that's still a pretty expansive roster when you take in into account speeders and ATRTs and troops and. Or I'm sorry, ATSTs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the and the emplaced weapons and da 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 da. Keep it simple. I think uh, one of the things we talked about early on was the Corellian campaign that mm-hmm. they had for Armada, and you just mentioned again a little while ago. Right. Uh, it would be fantastic if they did something for Legion like that. But uh, I bet if you went out and did some research, there's probably people already writing like scenario. Yeah, campaigns I, I, I and think I like think your that. best bet is going to be something similar to the the Heroes of the Arturi cluster. Uh, user-made campaign yeah. that was very deep yeah. um, and very involved, um, which was neat. And it was you could play it co-op, um, and, and that would be a neat concept too. For those of you who, are, who aren't familiar, um, the the Heroes of the Arturi Cluster uh, campaign was a cooperative campaign yeah. in X-Wing. Oh, and instead you of level up your pilot and yeah. your ship and equipment, so instead and, of ha- in X-wing having um, your 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 squadron mm-hmm. that you that you flew in Heroes of the Aturi Cluster, you had one ship, and it was it started out very basic. You yeah. had an X-wing, X-wing or a Y-wing, or Y-wing yeah. and that was it. Um, but as you did stuff in the in the in the campaign cooperatively with everybody else, you would gain XP, which would allow you to then put upgrades on it or to change to a different ship. The interesting thing about it was it was co-op against an, uh, a quote-unquote AI. Okay. Um, the, the, the person that had came, come up with this campaign had basically a logic table that, okay, this ship is so far away from these ships, so therefore they have to do this maneuver. Well, okay, he's got this much damage, uh, or he's attack. He, he could attack a ship with this much damage, so therefore he must take this action. Okay. There, there right? was a randomization. There usually there it's was. a D6, so you couldn't totally game the system sure. and know, oh, okay, so if I come in this way, he's going to do this, and then I'll be able to blah. Right. Um, but, you know, so you had one person that just managed the AI, okay. right? Like and a dealer was, in blackjack kind of? I mean. Kind of, yeah. You know, so it was like, okay, I'm attacking this ship. I have a focus token. You couldn't, as as the as the the AI, you couldn't. Oh well, I'm not going to spend the focus token. Uh, Usually, you know, you'd have your like, own ship, cause, right? Cause you had to do. To be, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, if I can kill this guy, I'm going to kill him, kind yeah. of thing. As yeah. the, as the AI. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was neat. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. I'd love to see something like that for Legion. Long winded way of getting to this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see something like that with Legion, where you where you start out as like four dudes in a in a stormtrooper squad. And then as you get XP, you can add, you can recruit another guy, or you can add a DLT, or you can add some upgrades, right? Hmm. Um, that would be cool. Like well, it sounds got, like a got, kill team or something well, like that's, that. Well, but it's kill team, but it's co-op because it's you and you and me, and then we Does have Does it have to our, be co-op for a campaign? I mean, I'd still prefer to play something like players, Hotec, yeah. Okay. You know, where it's like we all start as our green squads, and, and the three of us have our, our green squads in this army, and then we go out and play these objectives, hmm. right? So along the lines of that, one thing, I, I think it might be a little bit more difficult because you almost have to break it into like a skirmish game kind of thing, and I think that would totally change the game mechanics. Yeah. Uh, um, sure, but okay. One well, thing that, I mean, sorry, just real quick, but the, the one thing that made that work for X-Wing is there were known template quantities. You know, when you've got a system that you don't have to move the full distance and you can bend which way they turn, you know, on the fly. Sure. That might be a little bit tougher to abstract for like an AI table. But sorry, John, go ahead. No, well, one one other side game, because believe it or not, some of us do other play games as well besides just uh, Star Wars Legion. Um, no, we don't. That's all we do. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Deception. One. <laughs> You're going to feed you to the port gullet. <laughs> one, one game that um, I've been involved with recently was uh, Age of Sigmar Path to Glory. And the Path to Glory is a, a narrative campaign where you... That seems like such your jam. Like, if they could adapt that over to Star Wars, you would be such a happy dude. I I would. And honestly, I think it's something that it Start wouldn't be it. Do it. too hard to do. Um, yeah. So the way, the way it works with that is you take a non-named 
leader and based on the overall starting strength of that leader john's day one wish listing yes <laughs> yeah exactly right and yeah. we random we're gonna have that soon random rebel <laughs> commander dude yeah because then you can build your story for your guy um but that you can basically build the you know your supporting cast your supporting follower units based on uh the strength of your starting general so you know say you start with a guy who's you know expensive like darth vader maybe you get Three follower units to start with. Now, um, when, I, when you say follower unit, so in 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 the terms of the path to glory, those are individual models. Well, so you get three followers, right? And it's three three other dudes. It depends, no, no, no. like so, a retinue, yeah. or, or well, it depends on the strength of you know what you've got with you. Okay. So if we were to port that over to Star Wars Legion, okay, you would say, all right, Darth Vader gets three supporting. Followers. Now, one of those followers could be a unit of stormtroopers, or you could say, you know, for two of those followers, you could use that to get a ATS speeder bike, or a, ATS or a speeder bike. Okay. You know, you, you'd yeah. have to, you know, kind of like factor in the the power levels within those follower units too. Sure. Maybe an ATST would be all three follower slots. Mm-hmm. You'd have to spend all of those to get the ATST. Maybe you know, a sniper team might be one, but a scout team might be worth two. Okay. Something along the lines of that. Sure. But you would, you know, start out with this cast with, you know, a group of guys, and as you progress, as you play games, you would get upgrades, kind of like how you said with the X-Wing campaign. You, you know, you can put, actually spend your XP to get the to get upgrades to get a DLT. Exactly. Or, yep. Yeah. So everything else would start bare bones, and I think this would work even better once we had those. Um, Could my stormtroopers ever upgrade to Veers's E11? That would be fantastic. No. Oh. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, like the, the blaster right You can come up yeah. with your own upgrade cards. Hey, no, why not? Thanks, this, is, this, this is what building a narrative is all is this, about. Is this like yeah. Final Fantasy where you find a better sword in like a, a, a chest somewhere? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, wow, it's Veers' is you know. Why not? <laughs> I got an E11 plus one. Hey, Swig fans, remember that? Maybe maybe yes. one of your maybe Can you one slice of your bad... my E11s, please? Oh, man, I made so much money slicing my weapons. <laughs> Maybe one of your, you know, battles takes place on some kind of, you know, foundry planet. And you find, you know, sure. better metals for your armor or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Why not? After you kill all the tech priests? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we, we need. Yeah. We need a 40K Star Wars Legion mashup. No, we don't. Yes, we no, do. We that could be interesting. If we can make an Aliens versus Predator movie and oh Batman versus God. Superman, we can do Legion versus 40K. We can do it, people. Let's do it. I'm, Come on, I'm let's sure get all the great minds. to one of the chans out there, they have a ton of that stuff already. Probably. Page, paging Nick Freeman. Oh. <laughs> we have something Nick, for you to numbers crunch. something better to do. Don't, do, don't, don't listen to him. Um, Anything, but, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other ways, too, of, of doing narrative. And we were talking with uh, this, you know, Armada having that, that campaign. Yep. What about combining some of FFG's properties and doing a Armada to... Legion kind of combined battle. So that that's something I've wanted to do since day one of opening, you know, Power Nine games is yeah. I've always wanted to do a Galactic Civil War conflict. The trouble is getting enough people to be invested enough to actually show it. So Armada, I don't know if you noticed, isn't like the most popular game out in the world. No, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, I know, and really, uh, there's well, a few a, pockets out there. It's I'm sure. Not just you could do it with X-wing. Yeah. And Armada. Yeah. Or whatever. And you have better but, chances. But, but the, 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 I mean, that that's now required. No, well, I, I won't say required because it's obviously optional like every mm-hmm. game is. But if I if you come up with a great idea, now this requires me to invest in two systems. Well, hopefully you I would mean, pull in players from the communities that are represented there. So there's a lot of crossover between Legion and X-Wing, obviously. So that seems like we do. If you introduce Armada, even as an optional, you might get... I mean, just speaking from my experience here, you might get one or two people to show up to play the game. So how much is effect is it going to have on the overall Galactic War? Eh, who knows? Yeah, I know. But, I mean, that's just – I've always been leery about something like that mm-hmm. because I've seen suggestions on Reddit and Facebook where people are like, oh, yeah, let's do something where it, it goes from from Legion or it goes from Armada and, and you play a game of Armada – and then there's like you got to get to the planet, so we play a game of X-wing to get the transports through down to the planet. And then once you get on the planet, you do a legion. And it's like just in core sets right there. That's 
three hundred dollars again yeah hopefully you know you and the, the time yeah. to invest in the game to be good enough at it to make it worth your while in the first place yeah. why you guys gotta squash my dreams that's a big Look, ask let's man. just let's just pretend that there's lots of it's people gonna who happen, play John, armada that we have yeah. all these models no, available already i tell and... you what you buy me the ships and i'll play that game <laughs> now if we ever if there was ever like a ffg convention like so games workshop has these like narrative event weekends where they have 150 people show up and i went to one of them and it was like okay you were a loyalist or a heretic and depending on who won at the end of the day a planet permanently became you know a chaos planet or something in the lore and everything yeah i think fantasy flight could do something like that if they were ever interested you know having a narrative weekend you show up for two days you have your you know your fleet battles your your atmospheric you know suborbital whatever and then you have your imperial salt legion guys and they're all uh, getting points uh, a battle of coruscant kind of thing where you know you, you the armada players play yeah one day and then that sets up the conditions for the x-wing players which then sets up the conditions for the Legion players. It'd be kind of fun to have it all going live, though. Like, okay, right. if the Rebels are off to an early lead, then they might have access to, you know, something else for reinforced shields for X-Wing players or, like, or re-rolls you, for you, Legion. You won, you won Armada, so you get a one-time use orbital bombardment. Sure. Yeah. Something like that. Where you're calling yeah, but, in yeah, balancing you know, naval fire from, kind of. from out, out, out in space. It would require a bit of coordination, but I think sure. from, you know, from a storytelling aspect, well, yeah, because you got to call the fun. fire down in the right place and not <laughs> hit your own guys. Yeah, there's some coordination. True. Well, I think that uh, that pretty much wraps up our uh, our narrative for the uh, or narrative talk for the day. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we're really just throwing spaghetti at the wall now and seeing what sticks. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. fun to wish But if you got any ideas, yeah. you know, obviously, yeah, you know, let us know. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially for the Hoth one because that's yeah. something we're actually doing. So yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was gonna really happen. So. Yeah, and, uh, we're playing what, for December probably. Uh, yeah, d- midway through December is what we're looking at. And that sounds like fun because one of the things that I really enjoyed the most when I was playing X Wing was. Uh, we got together and we knocked up a, a, a there was a scenario that um, that somebody had made mm-hmm. on how to run a trench run battle. Mm-hmm. So we went and bought the materials to make a trench, and then we played. This so you trench went and run made scenario. a trench run and knocked something up. Got it. <sighs> yes. Sorry. Brewers won. <laughs> there it is. Brewers, Brewers won. Yeah, there you go. Yay. Oh my god! Can you actually pay attention to yes, the show? Yes, I. Okay. <laughs> phone's done. It's way. Uh, Thank you, my, Mike Mustakis. I you. cursed your name earlier, but he just uh, won the game. All the Ewoks <gasps> are now celebrating in their little tree village. Like, seriously, I am. Yeah, they're, they're playing the drums on Colorado Rockies batting helmets. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's game one, man. You got plenty of time to blow it. I know. Okay, and and ending it on the high note, unless you are not, if you're a Rockies fan. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry. I I I feel like Rockies fans are about as numerous as Brewers fans, so. (laughs) All 10 of you. (laughs) Dozens of us. Dozens. Dozens. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to us this week. Uh, Make sure you check back with us next week because we're going to have a little terrain talk. We got a. We're going to experiment with a 3D printer here. I'm in the 3D printing business now, baby. Right. (laughs) Not well. Not a good 3D printer. And I'm in it. And not a business. You got a week to get (laughs) better at it. (laughs) The first thing thing I made was a gonk droid. Just for fun. That's cool. Start small. Gonk. Gonk. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network. For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.